Coming to you from our opulent and luxurious 4x8 refurbished broom closet at the National Headquarters in Indianapolis. With duct tape, studio lights, and a mic that you barely can hear, we hope to entertain and educate you. This is the Tango Alpha Lima Podcast. They call me crazy because I'm facing all my giants. They try to scare me into thinking I can fight it. They tell me I should never even think of trying. But that's just me. I'm going to live out in defiance. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Tango Alpha Lima Podcast. Yes, there was alcoholic beverage mixed in with my secret. Actually, no, there isn't, but so it goes. All right, I am Mark Stevie, your host for the Tango Alpha Lima Podcast, and I'm joined by Jeff Daly, the wise and venerable Jeff Daly, and the equally wise but slightly less venerable Ashley Gorbolja Maldonado. Actually, I don't know that that's fair. I, I'm thinking that it means aged, but it doesn't. I'm thinking, yeah, vener- like the venerable bead. Wasn't the venerable bead venerable because he was like 8,000 years old or something? Write it in crayon and get back to me. Uh, I, I don't know. You know, I it's do been a long time. I consider myself an old soul, so yeah. I guess I'll allow it. Yeah. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Soul's top of my feet. Everything's old on me. All right, folks. Well, today we are going to talk about what everyone else is talking talking about in the entire world, but we like to handle things head on as opposed to, uh, you know, shying away from them. So we are going to talk about the American Legion and what happened in Ohio, and we're going to try to break down exactly what did happen, what didn't happen, what worked, what didn't work, and we'll start from there. But for the two people out there who have not heard. Ashley, can you give us a quick uh, rundown of actually what occurred? You got it. Okay. All right. So for anyone who's not tracking this, so local leaders, let's just, let's just back up here. Okay. So we all know from Ohio, this actually is, uh, this took place in the 14th district of American Legion, Ohio Department of American Legion. They have them set up in districts. Um, So Memorial Day has, has come and gone. And um, so the American Legion Department of Ohio temporarily suspended a local post charter after its leaders of the Hudson American Legion post and Legion's auxiliary were involved in turning down a retired Army Lieutenant Colonel uh, Bernard Kempter's microphone during Memorial Day ceremony while he talked about Black Americans' role in the holiday's history. So that's like the... That's like the snippet of everything that's happened. So as you can imagine, things kind of snowballed and rolled from there. Um, the Ohio Department of American Legion, uh, Suzette Heller, as well as the uh, commander, uh, Roger Friend, uh, put out a, you know, a media release, news release, press release, however you want to call it. Roll it up, wrap it up. But they responded immediately and asked for resignation of both the auxiliary um I'm trying to remember her title. She's was president. the president. auxiliary president, and then also for the adjutant of that post. If, if I'm correct, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, so they immediately put out that this is unacceptable. This is not how the American region operates. The same sentiment has been echoed all the way up to national, um, and that's kind of the lump sum of everything that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff. Jeff. Like as our live reaction to it went on, like I, I know you had texted me fairly early on in it, but what was your first? Your text well, my, to me, I first, think, was 
there's got to be more to this or something. Yeah, the more to it part, I'll get to in a second, but uh, the, it was amazing to see the American Legion move uh, where it could have beat a glacier in a sprint. So that was amazing to me. Uh, and quickness with quickness and decisiveness. And my only initial criticism was whether it, it went too far. And I'm gonna let you talk about that in a second. Uh, but I also wondered if the stuff that went on in California, watching the California department kind of get dragged through the mud a little bit, uh, prompted them to uh, to up their to up their game in response and with the, the you know with regard to quickness and decisiveness, um, because and I will lead you into this because as a as we're always told it's a bottom up organization the post needs to handle it, not the department, not national. And so my initial reaction was, oh, we're doing something. And then I was like, wait a minute, did we do too much? And then does the department, does the department have the authority to jump in on these things? And I, I was not an expert in that until somebody named Mark Seavey kind of schooled me a little bit. So you can reschool me again, cause I'm a Marine, so I need to hear it. Yeah, and we'll go into that. I think in, in part three here, the the one distinction oh, okay. the one distinction to be made is that the situation in California for people who don't know was there was a post commander who actually went to the, I guess we're calling it the insurrection on January sixth, and they kind of the difference is that that was an individual who was acting in an individual capacity. He wasn't at the insurrection as the post commander. Whereas in this situation, you had a post adjutant and the auxiliary president of that chapter running the eva actual event in the name of the American Legion, Hudson Post, whatever the post is. So that's the difference. But I did want to echo one thing Jeff said, and that is, man, Suzette Heller was awesome on this. So I, I think she actually listens to us. Suzette uh, is, a, is a godsend for, I, like, this is horrible to say, but I'm glad it happened in Ohio because she acted so quickly and so forcefully that because, look, there are, what, 14,000 American Legion posts out there and 13,999 did the right thing and one does the wrong thing. And suddenly it's in USA Today, it's in Task and Purpose, it's in everything on their country. Whereas there were so many great things other posts were doing. And it really, when I first saw this, it made me sick to my stomach because again, there was, there, I, I'm friends with everybody in the Legion, you know, everybody I know. So I'm looking at, I'm scrolling through Facebook and all I see is we held this event, we had this speaker and we did this and we did this and we did this. And then one story comes out about these two knuckleheads turning off the microphone for reasons I got to be honest, are still not clear to me. We're going to talk about the actual speech and where they shut it off. And for the life of me, I mean, I'm fairly well to the right of both of you. So one would think this was in my wheelhouse. I don't for the life of me understand what the logic was on this. There was no, it wasn't like this guy went straight up social justice warrior and was demanding. There was nothing. Of, he was talking about history. He was talking about things that actually happened, concrete facts. And for people to, I, 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 
can't even explain. Right. I don't understand. It wasn't, it wasn't his opinion. He wasn't, no. he wasn't spouting off about an opinion of his. He was telling the story of Memorial Day on Memorial Day. And I'll, I'll say this. Uh, I, I sent Suzette a message on uh, Facebook Messenger. And you know me, I don't write anything in one or two sentences. So what? I didn't never No, I just was I was saying that I was uh, I was happy with the level of quickness and decisiveness in which they handled the, the situation. And I do so know I this to be her, true. I know this to be, true to be true because you also texted me and you said, oh gosh, I feel like I need to, to pull it up here, but you pretty much were like, hey, um, I'm proud of Ohio. And I was like, oh, what? Like, I'll probably oh, never say you, this I told again. You to never, I and told you to I, never repeat that. To never repeat look what that. You did. Oh, you know, I wanted, I wanted to record it. I also screenshotted it on my phone. So that way I have it in my arsenal next time you pull some Ohio crap. But I'll tell you what, Suzette Heller is a mentor of mine. She is somebody who's helped me grow tremendously and given me opportunities in Ohio. And I'm super excited for her. She's from Michigan, by the way. So you can also, oh, claim, you know, you, know, you can, I'll see, we can share. You can you see, Suzette's great. <laughs> But she was super wonderful. I know Roger Friend. I know all the folks that all the vices, they're doing great stuff at the Department of Ohio. I'm very happy with the response. You want, do you know what's what's disappointing? And I correct people on this all the time. So mm -hmm. every article quotes somebody is saying, they quoted the Lieutenant Colonel as well. Uh, I can't believe the American Legion did this. I can't mm -hmm. believe the Legion did this. So, and I'm kind of, I'm kind of a stickler when people say, especially because now, you know, I get out to more than just my post and people say, are you going to go to the Legion? I go, well, that's going to take me a lot of time. There's uh, thousands and thousands of posts. I'm going to go to the post tonight. And I think that it, that message, that message gets out there. And I, and this is another thing I told Suzette is thank you for uh, taking tasks with people who are harming the brand. Because yes. the brand of everybody, they didn't say the post. They said the American Legion. I can't believe the American Legion did this. I'm dropping my American Legion membership because one post did something stupid. And no, I'm sorry, and I apologize to the post. Two people from a post did something stupid. And uh, so Hudsonville, I mean, I, I apologize to you for saying the post even because now I'm violating my own rule using something bigger than the actual thing. And those, those two tarnish the brand of not only the Post, they tarnish the brand of the American Legion and national press. And it's, uh, and, it's, and it's something that we have to think about. When we, when we, talk, about the, when we talk about posts and, and things like that, I mean, I get that, you know, Legion's like, say, I'm going to Burger King and, you know, one franchise may have screwed up. But people know differently then, right? They know that it's a location. I think um, some of our, I don't know how to fix that. I don't know how to fix it because people in my own post will say the Legion all the time. When's the Legion bar open? Might as well go, it's three hours earlier, later over there, they're priority open. This post will open at whatever time. And it's, a, it's an uphill battle, but I think it's important because it minimizes the, the danger of a brand burning idiot having the exposure that they get 
and really just and and burning everything down with their own idiocy. And I don't know how to fix it, but I can tell you that it bothers me if you couldn't tell. So I don't know. So the next time I'm at my post and we talk about the American Legion, I'm going to talk about things as a bigger picture and then also really kind of focused so that in case somebody screws up in another post somewhere and they will, there's just too many, there's too many people that the damage will be limited to them. That's yeah. Yeah. We'll take our quick commercial break here because we're going to have a lot more on this and I'm kind of eager to get back so that Jeff can read the portion that apparently was so offensive and I can get the vapors here and really try to contain myself from what's about to come down the pike because I've read it about 40 times and at the end of the day I still don't understand what the complaint was but whatever we'll be back in 30 seconds. Clearance Jobs is joining the American Legion 100 Miles for Hope Challenge. During the month of June, for every new subscriber to the Security Clearance Careers Podcast, Clearance Jobs will donate $1 to the Veterans and Children's Foundation via 100 Miles for Hope. Check the show notes for links to subscribe to Clearance Jobs Security Clearance Careers Podcast and help veterans and children today. All right, Jeff, go ahead. Do a dramatic reading of this crazy communist conspiracy something or other yep i'm gonna uh be careful with your children because what i'm about to read may offend some i I don't i know who they are and i'm pretty clear as to why they were offended but i'm gonna keep that to myself all right so he had a speech and this is he had a long speech and this is just the clip where the microphone was turned down i believe by the auxiliary president More importantly than whether Charleston's Decoration Day was the first is the attention Charleston's Black community paid to the nearly 260 Union troops who died at the site. For two weeks prior to the ceremony, former slaves and Black workmen exhumed the soldiers' remains from a hastily dug mass grave behind the racetrack's grandstand and gave each soldier a proper burial. They also constructed a fence to protect the site with an arcway at the entrance that read Martyrs of the Race Course. The dead prisoners of war at the racetrack must have seemed especially worthy of honor to the former slaves. Just as the former slaves had, the dead prisoners had suffered imprisonment and mistreatment while held captives by white Southerners. Not surprisingly, many white Southerners who had supported the Confederacy, including a large swath of white Charlestonians did not feel compelled to spend a day decorating the graves of their former enemies. It was often the African-American Southerners who perpetuated the holiday in the years immediately following the Civil War. African-Americans across the South clearly helped shape the ceremony in its early years, end quote. Sounds like Decoration Day. I I mean, everything you just said is... I, you know, I just did a search. If martyrs of the race course, there's. Do you think, they, you think th- they heard the word race one too many times and they're talking about a racetrack? I mean, I, don't, I, just I don't. literally don't know. I, I don't really understand. And this is from a guy, I might add, who graduated from a college that was on the other side of these battles. So, like, I, I'm not, you know. I, I just don't, I don't understand why that would be something you would want to turn down. Like, 
on top of the fact that anytime you try to turn something down, it just draws more attention to it. That would be my thinking. Like, I don't understand. Like, the number of people that would have heard it if the volume had been up would have been about, based on every speech I've ever been to, is about 20% of the audience is actually listening intently to any specific one part. Now, now it's everywhere. I mean, I just, I don't understand. I don't understand right from Jump Street, but Ashley, what did you think? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you know, as I, I listen to it, I'm like, wow, like, like, I just want to be like, thank you. Like, that's, that's like fantastic. I, I am happy when we can have the intersectional of like history and the folks that like, I just, just frustrates me. I get so frustrated. Here's, here's what I get frustrated about. And it's something that Jeff just brought up. We've got 14,000 posts and we get one that screws up. And the other 1399 are equally to blame because it's the American Legion that screwed up. Whereas if, if Jeff's post goes out there and they do uh, something for the homeless, you know, they're helping them out. The newspaper's going to say they're going to make it local and they're going to be like, this post did this for the homeless. So it doesn't accrue to national. So in order for national to build up cred, it takes each post doing a little bit and the post might get, you know, 50 points of cred and national will get one, but it adds up over time. But when something like this happens, it gets entirely shifted to where now nationals to blame. And it's, it's crazy. I mean, this is, it's not just my job. I mean, obviously I'm interested in that too, but I've worked for the Legion for 23 years now and things that jeopardize it like this nonsense, really, I mean, it, it, it put me kind of into a tailspin. You know what else is confusing? Not just, I mean, I, I don't, to me personally, it's not that confusing as to why they turned it down. What's confusing to me is why they thought it would go unnoticed. Why they thought that no one would be upset. I, and they had the speech ahead of time. They, they asked him to take this part out and he declined. So they knew exactly when and where to turn it down. Like they knew the words that were coming before and turned it down. Uh, which means it's premeditated, which is, it is, which is even more bananas to me. Like, how do you read that? And you're like, this poses way too grave a threat to society for us to allow that to go out. Uh, I just don't know how you think no one's going to know. Somebody, somebody had their phone out and was like, oh, this guy's talking. I, Lieutenant Colonel. And they're probably shooting it like why would you think that this social media day this day where everybody has a audio and video studio in their pocket why would you why would you put your ignorance on display for the global community it doesn't make any sense i mean i i, I it, it it just doesn't make any sense i'm kind of at a loss for any more words i know i've said it i know i've said I, a lot but any more words i'm kind of at a loss yeah i am as well i mean you know, that was a district that I, I hailed from that was, you know, that's close to home for me. Like that's really close to home. And I'm just like, I know so many amazing people in the 14th district. And these two are just not a representation of all of the amazing work we have done in, you know, the greater Akron community, Northeast Ohio community. Like I just, I get frustrated. I get frustrated. 
this is not necessarily cut on the newspapers that are covering it, even though it's going to kind of sound that way. But even within the Legion, there's some confusion as to exactly what transpired afterwards and where the authority lies and everything else. And as I was mentioning a little bit early, the problem with taking one person out of the Legion, just if you want one person, let's say they attended the rally and you don't want them in the Legion, you have to give that person there has to be a process, a due rights, if you will, because you're talking about a person who paid their membership dues for a full year. So if you're going to take that membership dues and then deprive them of everything that they get with their membership, you have to follow due process, which means you have to charge them with something and then you have to give it to them. It has to be done at the post because we're a post level organization. And then you have to give them 15 days to respond to the charges. And then the post sits as a judgment of their own members. So there's a trial and the post case where this is different is that they were both, they were asked to resign and they did resign. So when somebody resigns, they don't have a due process, right? If they had said, no, I'm not resigning, then would, they would have had to have a trial and it would have to start with the post. By suspending the charter, it doesn't mean the post goes away. It doesn't mean it's gone. It doesn't mean any of the... There's a, like a lot of hyperbole in the media about how we're closing the post permanently. But that's not necessarily what happened here. What happens is they suspend the post charter. Then someone from department can go in and say, okay, what happened here? Was it just two people who did this on their own? Is there deeper problems with the post? Is it something we need to do? But more importantly, it gives the department a chance to go and talk to the members of that post and say, what do you want to do with the post? Where do you see it going? Has this gone off the rails? How can we fix this? So even though it, they, the media keeps saying, like, the department closed down, the department didn't close it down. They just suspended the charter. It doesn't have any actual effect to individual people. What is that noise? Is that the dog? She wants to talk to you, Mark. Ah. Elliot wants to talk to you. I, I don't know why. I don't know what it is, but sometimes when you get on Long Ranch, she just pops into my office and she's just like, hey, Mark, it's, I miss it's you. It's the dulcet tones of my voice. <laughs> but either way, yeah. just got to keep petting her. Jeff is right that it <laughs> seems extreme. Like it seems like an extreme manager, like you're punishing the entire post. And I get that, particularly from the way the media reports were written, but it doesn't actually deprive anybody of anything yet. It just allows the department to go in and say, okay, what happened here? Especially now that their adjutant quit and we can put the auxiliary aside because that's actually handled by the auxiliary. We're a separate organization. We don't, but in terms of what national could do, you know, why doesn't national step in and throw them out? Like national can't do anything. We don't have that power. You guys are confusing the way it's set up. If you think that national can do, and it's all powerful. Hi, I'm here from national. I'm here to help. It doesn't work that way. Like the post runs the post. The department runs the department. National runs national. We don't run the entire nation. We just run the magazines and we do all the other ancillary things, but we don't have the ability Mark CB Special Projects Council can't walk into any post in the country and start firing people. I literally don't have that. I don't even really have access to any post except for my post in Matthews, Virginia. If other posts wanted to block me from going in there, they can do that. There's nothing stopping them from doing that. So please don't think of it as like, well, here's National not doing anything again. Well, National doesn't have the power to do anything. So I don't really know what you want us to do. 
But Jeff, what did you, I mean, you understand what I'm saying on that or? I do. Cause I, uh, one of my burdens in life is reading comment sections on social media <laughs> and <laughs> watching people, watching people blame the American Legion. Oh, not surprised. I feel uh, like you have prepared copy paste messages. Like you don't know what I know. Like a well, Jeff Daily fact. I didn't know any more than they knew at the time either. It's just that I, I'm not going to go off the, I'm not going to go off the rails with a lack of information. I can recognize that I'm lacking in complete information and hear people, to hear people say that they're quitting the American Legion because of that, it, it, it actually, it, it actually hurts me. It bothers me on a couple of levels. Number one, you're punishing the entire organization because of two people. Yeah, you guys let them in. There's they that post elected these people. Uh, people that have elected me had no idea if I was going to do something crazy or not. If you're campaigning, you don't act crazy. You act normal, and then when you get there, then you act crazy. So there's like that's that's one level. The second level is if you if you think you're a good person. And you are so good that this kind of behavior is beneath you. Why are you going to leave and leave the organization saturated with boneheads? Like if you're like, you need to stay and elevate the goodness, which I do believe is a great majority of the members of the, of the American Legion in, in general are good people. It's, the boneheads, the idiots, the morons, and I'll call them any kinds of names that I can say without getting us censored, those are the people that get the press, like you said about the, the post. If a post does something amazing, we get a little press locally. It's, oh, it's cute, it's nice. Oh, look at the veterans. If, the, if one person does something idiotic, they're like, oh my God, look at the veterans. And then we have websites that are just waiting to rip us apart. I read one story, and I won't say who, but it, I read one story, they, they're, they're following this, they're tracking this story, and then at the bottom, they dug out anything from history that the American Legion could have done wrong with a whole, oh, here we go again, the yeah. evil American Legion. And I wouldn't mention any names like Jasper Craven. No, or, no organization <laughs> is perfect. I mean, we've got Mark the History buff here, we'll tell you, like, we have, just, we have good and bad, but you know what? Like we're moving forward and we're being progressive and we're trying to like check people at the at the door. Like, hey, like why why are you acting like this, right? And that's I think it's yeah. Yeah, it's once again we're damning the the whole by focusing on a couple people. Like it's like every time, like oh the Legion. Well, they were involved in union busting in Centralia, Washington, in nineteen nineteen. Like, what do you want me to do? Fall on my sword? I'm sorry about the union busting <laughs> oh in Centralia, God. Washington in How 1919. How noble of you, Knight. How like, noble. You know, you're right. That does wipe out the GI Bill, for instance. Like, come on, folks. Like, I, I'm so tired. And it's like, well, there was this one guy who did this. He was a member of the Klan in 1928. It's like, well, I got news for you. He probably wasn't the only one, but he's the only one you know about. And we're mentioning individual people. The Legion at one point had, what, 3.5 million people. You just found me one. 
all right, can you fluff this a little bit better? Like, it's like a Boston book report where you just, it was a very, 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 very good book. Like they just use <laughs> one fact and they're like, let's add it up so that it's, oh it's, my gosh. I'm so exhausted by it. And, and Jeff, like is that in the urban dictionary a boston book report like <laughs> I, think, I think it's from a i think it's from family guy <laughs> is it but, but this, like, there's, there's, like you, you know you say you see him and i see him too i don't try to see him but my mouse will hover over it and then i'll read it and i'm stuck in this point where it's like i have the information that this person's an idiot and I want to unload with every round I have and tell them how stupid they are. But unfortunately, I work for the national headquarters and I can't go about that. But people, like, if you're in a bad situation, you don't just say, I'm out. Like, you try to fix it. Isn't that the way we operate? You're like, leave no man behind, except I'm just going to leave because two knuckleheads turned off the audio on a speech. Never mind the fact that, like, our national commander was reaching out to talk to this guy and we've posted his entire never mind all that other stuff yes let's leave because two people in hudson ohio is it hudson yeah, like hudson bills just drives oh, hudson. me hudson. nuts hudson. all right Whew. let me go take my high blood pressure man <clears throat> let me jump start this thing again ah, tired that wore yeah. me out exhaust we are gonna take a quick commercial break and we're gonna go to rapid fire and that's we'll be right back so you were discharged with a 20% disability rating, but now you can't hear so well and need help. Contact an American Legion service officer. Service officers are free of charge and they help all veterans. Find one near you with our online tool at legion.org forward slash service officers. All right, we are now that now that we're all worked up. I'm still trying to calm down, but this has really put me in a funk the last couple of days because it, it is those people, Jeff. It's that I'm going to quit the American Legion because two jackasses did something stupid. Like, it's it's the same thing with, I'm going to quit the American Legion because you took a position I don't like. Well, I got news for you. There's like 4,000 resolutions in there, and I can find you a good 7 to 10% that I probably disapprove of. I'm not quitting because of that. I'm going to try to make you see the light. But what? All right. All right. Rapid fire. Wait. What was that noise? Oh, it's me getting hostile here. All right. It's going to turn it into the Hulk. Yeah, I really am. He is dressed in green, by the way, for those watching the video. I am. <laughs> and my kids do love the Hulk. Although my other son's going through a Batman phase, and I hate Batman. So that's another reason I'm angry. All right. Uh, Ashley, I'm sure you saw this story. Uh, all soldiers must now serve as corporals before promotion to sergeant. I'm kind of curious on your thoughts on this one, but I think my friend, I think it was Ian, my friend Ian, who wrote me that uh, we still have the same pile of poop to shovel. It's just now we have a smaller shovel because sorry, because corporals and specialists get paid the same. I mean, does this move the needle for you at all? This whole, you got to be a corporal first. Short answer. No, <laughs> like, I don't understand it because you're absolutely right. It's they're they're doing the same thing. Here's here's what happens. Here's 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 what I think happens too. Is you get corporal rank, but the thing is, like you still are within like the same pay grade, so you're still operating and you still are working with the same folks unless you're being promoted to corporal out of the unit right. you're in. And that's the only situation where like 
that could be a growth opportunity. But like, if you're going to promote within and keep them a corporal, those folks are still going to be like, you're still specialists, such and such. Right. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? So like, they still have this same kind of linear respect. So like, if you're going to do that, they need to be promoted out because if you promote them within what I have found and even my own experiences, you know, it, it's a good growth opportunity. And it helps kind of separate and start creating this buffer, like as you become like that leader where you step out of that like friend zone, right? That like E4 mafia shenanigan rubbing elbows and stuff. Like you can still be, but like you gotta have some opportunity to have that separation from your peers. I think I'm it's just saying that's just my fight. own a personal opinion as someone who was thrown right into becoming an NCO. I did not go to a corporal like phase. I was specialist. It took me a while to like make that separation from specialists and see when everyone goes through their own thing. But in this case, if you're going to make everyone do the corporal dance, great, but like promote them out of their existing unit because it's just going to become a hot mess. Yeah, it's, it's and, good. It's good for the tailors. Somebody's going to have to sew another. all the new rank on. And that's the only thing I see. Yeah, you're, you're just going to get a new rank, same responsibilities and roles. You may get a few other leadership opportunities, a few, maybe a few more training opportunities. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a weird ploy for them to like keep you in, uh, in queue for a school longer because your sergeant schools and as you go up, right, those get a little bit more challenging for slots, especially in the guard and the yeah. reserves. So like this could be a way that they're trying to like make sure you're really snuffing up to stuff kind of thing because there are a lot of folks who don't have a buffer. All right, Jeff, I know you have to, you guys have corporals. You have actual corporals. That's all we have. I do want to correct one thing. You can't, you won't get the corporal unless you've already done the school and you're waiting to get promoted. So, right. Oh, is that, is they that are, true? Okay. They aren't using it to that's weed good. people. Okay, that's um, good. Excellent. And I will say from the outside, I have never understood the specialist thing in my life. doesn't make any sense to me. The uniforms look worse with specialists on the thing. Just give everybody two, Give everybody two stripes and move on with it. it oh, no, I like the it. sham shield with the little chicken <laughs> in the middle. It's, I mean, the spec for it. And every, every E4 in the Marine Corps is already an NCO. I don't, but again, the only downside is, is the Marine Corps uh, uh, promotes way more slowly because cheap Abercrombie and Fitch. Um, if, if so, you might end up with that problem if you did that. Is they'll oh you're not you're not ready for NCO. But I still think it's it's confusing to have two ranks at that pay grade be the same thing because the only the only time we have that is you know at the first sergeant, master sergeant level, and master gun, and um, sergeant major level, and it's because of the billet. Right. Like one works for the commanding officer, mm -hmm. and one is the boss of their of their shop or field and it, it makes sense to me there it doesn't and maybe that's just because that was my experience but it doesn't make sense to me to have an e4 you're an e4 like it's even a corporal yeah they're an nco in even in the marine corps but i'll tell a corporal what to do with themselves if they get a little out of box so it it doesn't matter to me that that they're called an NCO. They should all just be corporal. The uniforms look better. You borrowed you borrowed the essence of the Marine Corps uniform. Why not just finish it and put the corporal stripes on there? I'm just saying. All right. So I, I have one thing. We're I not wrapping. 
I know we're not rapping, but I'm just saying, you know, if this is, you know, the army's solution for correcting, you know, culture and leadership culture, they better start thinking about larger training and mentorship programs from corporal sergeant to staff sergeant, because that is where you get the most out of those folks if you build them up because they have the direct impact on the soldiers at your ground level and maybe and hopefully fingers crossed this will be a step in training and making sure that they have the mentorship to take on the role of becoming an nco because that's not always present in guard reserve units from my experience but for active duty right different story different day okay that's it thank you Supreme Court rejects battle over men-only draft registration. In essence, they said, we're not going to hear this because it's better off that Congress deal with it so we don't have to. So they sidestep the entire issue of whether it's sexist. Jeff, any thoughts on this one? Uh, the legal stuff, I'll leave to you. The idea to me is that we're going for, we're going for equality across the board. And I think uh, women, we've determined women are equal and able to fight. So, and even if they weren't, you can draft them into non-combat non um, billets. So I don't know why we're, we're being sexist and leaving women out of the draft. They deserve it. Ashley? I concur. <laughs> women are fully capable to pick up arms and defend this country. And that is my personal opinion. And, you know, some women may not agree with me, but you know what? I, I think that if we're going to keep touting this equality, we're going to be pulling strings and say we want to do all this stuff. We should be able to be called upon to serve our country. I think that is a noble honor that I think anyone should be able to get behind. But again, that's me. We've talked about it before. Yep. You're Don't know why we keep sidestepping it. it. Appreciate it. Yep. Oh, Military. did you expect me to be wishy-washy? No, no. Military Times uh, story, senators want better coordination between Guard and Capitol Police, but no QRF for Congress. Ashley, are we devastated there'll be no QRF for Congress? No, no, I'm not. I've been on a QRF mission. No. <laughs> no. It, it's a lot of sitting around playing Halo until anything <laughs> actually happens. Until then, it's an abject waste of time, and you have to sit in one place doing an abject waste of time, and you don't want to go and work out because you never know when the ball's going to go up and then you're going to get called. So instead you sit there, you play Halo, and then it never gets the call. You never get any training and it's just stupid. I don't know why it had to be military anyway. Jeff, <coughs> what about you? Rapid fire agreement. Yeah, it's stupid. All right. Uh, Navy says no to NFL hopefuls request to postpone service and pursue a Buccaneers roster spot. This is from Navy Times. And I actually don't know this gentleman's name, and I, it's not even really pertinent. But Jeff, what do you think about this policy? Do you think that some, if if you go to the Naval Academy or West Point or wherever else, do you think if you and you have a chance to go pro, I mean, what what are the pros and cons of letting them go pro versus forcing them to serve in the military? Thoughts? Uh, yeah, I do. I think you're. I think the the Navy or the, the Army, depending Air Force, Coast Guard, whatever it is you're missing out on a, a, big, a bigger exposure opportunity uh, by not letting them go to play. The, the, the other thing is, well, somebody could say, well, I have this opportunity to be a celebrity chef. Somebody else could say, I have an opportunity to take time off and write this book, got a guaranteed book deal. 
and everybody's getting a free education and then not following up with the, the predetermined payment, which is service. So I kind of go a different, a couple different ways, but I really feel bad. The guy doesn't get to, you know, get to go hang out with our boy, Tom Brady. Really. That's. Yeah, because if there's one thing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers need, it's more quality players. They're <laughs> those poor bastards are really hurt. <laughs> Ashley, what do you got? I just, damn it, Mark, you're so funny when you want to be. Oh, yeah, it ain't often. Just a treat. You're such a treat. Um, so I'm gonna take the hard stance on this. Like he needs to fulfill his contract because I think to the point of like anybody could come up with x y and z excuse right i could be a celebrity chef i could have my own t-show i could be the next you know joanna Gaines and have my whatever right like all of the stuff you could you could argue but at the end of the day like you're right you're getting like a free education at least do the minimum of your contract you know depending on whatever he's he's navy right so you know he's representing the navy some good pr he can continue to fulfill whatever his his occupation is going to be grab some more experience but as much as I'd love to, you know, I love that he's got this amazing opportunity and NFL wants to draft him, but it's also like, it's a rock and a hard place, but I'd be like, do the bare minimum on your contract and get out. Yeah. The problem is if you do your bare minimum, you'll, he'll, he won't be able to play. He'll be away from yeah, the game. He'll, he'll miss Maybe the they win. need to come up with a TAD and call it a <laughs> call it celebrity they... marketing, the celebrity marketing brigade and let him <laughs> go make a name for himself. And so, so call him it, in service. Yeah. So here's um, one of my favorites, uh, at least currently playing, unsurprisingly, as a New England Patriot. Our long snapper, Joe Cardona, is a currently serving Navy lieutenant. Uh, he might actually be hired a lieutenant by now. But he, um, during his rookie season, he spent his off days working 24 hour shifts as the command duty officer at the Naval Academy Prep School. So he was serving in the Navy at the same time he was with the service. And it's paid dividends because every time you have Veterans Day or Memorial Day or whatever, they go to Joe Cardona on an NFL basis and they're like, tell us about your Navy career. And then he stands up and he's like, you know, I love the Navy. I've loved everything about the Navy, blah, blah, blah. He does more for the Navy in, as the long snapper than he would have ever done as Navy Lieutenant Joe Cardona that no one's ever heard of. And like, I, I, I remember, uh, ironically, one of the lieutenants that replaced us a Marine unit was um, the lieutenant that replaced us in Afghanistan was uh, Paul Tagliabue's nephew. And I got to talking to him about all the NFL type stuff because he was involved in it. And like, I think it's great to have these guys like Roger Staubach served in Vietnam. And then he went and there was uh, Rocky Blyer. Robinson. All the David Robinson. I still I think mm -hmm. I, I'm not sure if I'm mistaken. I think he was in the submarine crew, which is insane. But yeah, he's in like, the I NBA think he, Hall of Fame, right? Yeah. He's NBA. See, I know stuff. Yeah. So. All right. So uh, that's it. Let's go to shout outs. Um, my shout out is going to be to Holly and Ben. And you might ask, well, why would Super <gasps> Producer Holly be in my shout out? It's because I forgot to click record today. So they'll be working off the Holly. Was that a single finger? Are you saying I'm number one? 
<laughs> she number is one saying, in all I'm of our hearts. One. I am number one. So that's my shout out today is that uh, because I forgot to click uh, record. So shout out to you, Ben. Shout out to you, Super Producer Holly. I unfortunately have to leave as soon as this is over, but we can maybe talk about it in a week or so. Jeff, you got any shout outs? My shout outs are to all the posts opening up right now. Uh, and I, I'm going to give a shout out and a little piece of advice. Do it right. Uh, we just had our first meeting and our first event for Memorial Day. And it involves, I mean, it's, it's a little bit of stuff and you'll get some gruff from members of private club. But just remember, you still have to follow health code laws, but good on you for figuring it out. Good on you for opening up and bringing your members back together. That's why we're here. Yep. Ashley, got a shout out? I do. So ironically for you, ooh, you, Mark. Oh. Anyway, so I want to do a personal shout out. So I know that all of my tech and all of the things and the mics and all the stuff, I would be nowhere without my husband, Robert. So I know that he listens religiously and I'm super grateful for him and I hope he listens all the way to the end when he's running four miles on the towpath or along the water or biking 12 miles from jiu-jitsu wherever you are love i love you and thank you for supporting me and providing me with all of the tech and wonderful things that you do for me on a daily basis so i just want to give a personal shout out thanks for stealing my my rolling thunder here goodness but you know i gotta give credit where credit is due and my husband keeps me together so well, young, young Robert will be coming to uh, Boys State with me as my junior counselor. So I also will love him if he will allow me to get a little more sleep than four oh, he's hours. Gonna love right? it. It's gonna what, be what did he say earlier about sleep? That it's a crutch? It's only for the sleep week? Sleep is a crutch. Yeah, well, I'm a big fan of crutches. I can move. <laughs> like uh, Stevie, before we go, yeah, I want to show, show you some solidarity. Yeah, huh? I forgot to hit record too. <laughs> Am I the only one who followed directions yes. today? Yes. But guess what? Score one but for guess me. what? Holly, super producer Holly, remember remember my new little toy? It automatically backs up hardware wise. I just have to extract it, and it takes a little more time. But I I, I did forget to hit. I did forget to hit. I don't know how I. Forgot. This is why my tech support is so important. Just to help all you right, remember. folks. While you're out and about this summer, don't forget to take along your favorite podcast trio. That's right. The three of us will fit in your pocket. Just subscribe to the Tango Alpha Lima podcast on Apple YouTube. Uh, no, on Apple YouTube. I can't even read it. On YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find podcasts. And that way you're queued up and ready for you while you sit under a tree, sipping a cool glass of lemonade and looking for something to drown out the roar of cicadas. By the way, cicadas took down the media plane that was supposed to be going to Europe. Did you see that? Uh, like they had to ground the aircraft for eight hours. So bravo cicadas, you grounded the United States media, Score which one I from did nature. not think was possible. But congratulations, cicadas, you've done it again. You 17 year wonders you. All right, everyone else, we will see you in a week. Uh, and uh, that's all, folks. Bye.